What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Mix. It's Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets presented by Mayo Media Net and powered by Jock Market, the daily new fantasy app where we make money. Yahoo! Download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match your first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. And who am I? I'm your host. It's the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple. That's big. Johnny Stud coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York. As always, we are coming out the chair as always. You can see all my work at John Legaza, L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A on the Bird app. Same on Patreon. Don't worry. It is all free Patreon for you and me, Patreon. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Yes, other you know, sites and shows are starting to lose gas. <laughs> Not around here. Uh-uh-uh. Death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and the big man up for the crack of dawn to bring you this. It's the fastest show in NFL. Absolutely. Anywhere we're using Run the Sims projections to bring you the best blue chip stocks. Man, we love that jock market app, baby. Those are the top projected players at each position. Then we're going to do a little cost analysis. Those are our penny stocks. And then I got a six-pack a player props folia based on those same projections you know i run the disparity between the median outputs and the lines let's just dive right up into it nobody doing more than we do oh my goodness it's your blue chip stocks brought to you by jock market audio only people feel free to hop on over to twitter or youtube to grab the screenshots you know we put them together besides the fact they look a little snazzy Nice to have a nice little reference point, right? To just see everybody up next to each other, visualize without me yammering over it. Let's do it. It's the QBs. Again, so much work to do. I also added the opponents. Someone asked for that, and I tried to deliver. Patty Mahomes at the top against the Jacksonville Jaguars, projected for 25 and a half, right below him. The new, you know, everyone's new favorite QB, Justin Fields. A lot of people knew he was really good, but if you're following my waiver stuff, my speculator stuff, at the Athletic, we were on him that very first week going into Dallas before really the crowds were on it. I've been riding that wave, and I think it continues against the Lions. Then it's Kyler Murray against the Rams. Oh, I don't know. If Murray is banged up, I really worry about a quarterback like him if he's got a hamstring issue. Not just for the running that we haven't necessarily seen a ton of. He uses the legs to create the space he needs to pass. So remember, this is a huge field on these main slates. And sometimes you have to take a stand where, you know, you're not going to go with it. So you're going to have to disagree with the projection. Sometimes I think when I have the validated argument, or at least the way I feel, I'm I'm going to be feeding the Cardinals maybe that game outright. Just, yeah, there's a ton of basura on the slate. All right, then it's Tua. Let's do a little bit of lesson here. And again, it's a little bit of more critical thinking being understanding of the projections and that they may be smarter and better at this than we are, but also being okay taking a stand against them. For example, Tua Tagovailoa, who looks incredible in that offense. I think people are kind of giving him a hard time. He's not as good as those numbers. Yeah, he's part of a great system. He's very accurate. Maybe the long ball isn't as muscular as me way we may want it to be, but... He's very, very good. And again, QBs are a system, uh, function of the system, the continuity with the teammates, but also between the coaching staff and the play callers. So it'll take off like this, right? Think of Brady and Belichick, not necessarily the most talented bunch, but you get the most out of it when you have that you know, symbiosis going on. If we get that with the Dolphins, they're awesome. 20-point projection for Tua Tagovailoa. 
Okay, it feels a little bit low when you're looking at the field. Next up, I did not, I have not touched these. It's Case Keenum, projected for the same exact projection as Tua, right? Spare .10, we don't overreact to that, against the Vikings, who have been in mixed bags. They're not terrible at defense. So Case Keenum projected for 20 points. Tua Tagovailoa against the Browns defense, also projected for 20 points. Uh, yeah, that's going to be one of these places I'm going to be taking a stand. The Browns' defense has improved as of late. You know, we season stats probably going to get you in more trouble than not. But nobody, nobody, nobody is covering these Dolphins right now. The Browns play a ton of zone and we've talked about this in the show. Again, I like to mix X's and O's with the analysis plus the digestion of projections and then finally the application because I think that's how you get there. The speed with the Dolphins wide receiver room, yes, great. Like That's like the simple analysis, but the truth of it is they're able to go left to right laterally and cross zones and they create transfer confusion. And you get it every week. You see it, man. Tyreek takes at least two people to cover. Waddle takes at least one and a half. There just aren't enough people on the defense. So how can Tua be projected the same as Case Keenum? I don't know. You'll have to ask the really smart people at the projection systems, but I'm taking my stand there. So blue chips, man. Give me, you know, Mahomes, of course, is a goat. I'm going to get some shares of fields and maybe two of it. Other than that, the blue chips, I'm going to leave them alone. I also might want to start getting into shorting. I haven't begun really recommending that i like to think this is the preeminent jock market show and probably our answer right again we want to smash the buy button in the value section we'll get to that but what do you want to do when prices are too high you want to you want to undercut that you want to bear you, you want to go bearish you want to short you want to sell short i don't know if i'm gonna be able to explain that i'll have to we'll make that one of the lessons at the end of one of the days here of the understanding of it not everyone gets it and i don't want to recommend it until i do it successfully but that would be the players we want to do it on right i'd be looking to short you know, Case Keenum, if he gets juiced up, that's where we're going to go. Let's get into the running backs. It's Saquon Barkley, one of the highest projected players on the slate outright against the Texans who have just gotten annihilated. The Texans' run defense is just one of the worst in the world. This is last for their dead last in rush EPA per snap on defense. It's 34 rushes for 207 yards per game, last four games. Yikes. Six yards per rush against these Texans. Barkley bound to go off and followed up by Kamara. Pittsburgh does have Watt going back. I think I might have... I stepped on a rake going after New Orleans. I like to be very transparent. I, I have money on the Saints spread. We missed a point, although it's still under a field goal. That was why I grabbed it. So I have the Saints by a field goal over the Steelers. TJ Watt is back. I was playing chicken with that. You got to do with that what you will. I think as long as Andy Dalton is the quarterback, Alvin Kamara has a ceiling to be the RB1. So you get with him for sure. Then it's Derrick Henry against Denver. You know, the, the Denver defense is pretty good. They've been weaker against the run than the pass. My problem is the one-dimensional nature of it. They're leaning towards possibly Tannehill might play. The Titans have been very close to the vest. I'm not investing in anything Titans with Malik Willis. I'm not interested in that. Then it's Travis ATM projected for that north of 20 points as well against KC, who's been pretty good. I think I will talk about it a little bit. I think ATM certainly is a place in daily because you'll need the mix of passing points, right? The points gotten from the passing game, you'll need that if you're going to run with ATN. We'll get to that at the very last section when we do the prop plays. Let's wrap it up. Running backs with Nick Chubb against Miami. Again, the problem with Chubb is he can get scripted out. Miami's run defense has been okay the last month. 
25 attempts. That's 127 yards on the ground. That's like middle of the pack. Minus, oh, minus 0.04 EPA per rush snap. Again, that's probably like bottom eight, allowing five yards per rush. But they're getting to the running back early. So one of the stats I like to look at is yards before contact per rush. And they're very good at that. That's in like the top eight or the top 10 at 1.4. So they're getting to that running back. Then they just have to close the deal. Again, problem with Chubb is getting scripted. You could see Chubb having a very good start to the game, but as Miami begins to pace themselves from the Browns, you see them getting away from Chubb. That's just always how they've been to it. So as much as I like him, I think he's one of the best pre-run runners in the game. Nick, if you happen to be watching, like you'd be the running back I'd want first to get me you know, on a game-winning drive, but he gets scripted out. I hate to pay for it. Not sure if I'm going to... Short it, because if the Browns keep it close, it's on the back of Chubb. Wide receivers, Cooper Cup projected at the very top. They're talking about John Woodford playing? Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Uh, this is an easy short for me, for sure. I understand when we get backup QBs, they still tend to hyper-focus on the wide receiver ones, so it's not like Cup is going to disappear. But if he ends up in like the double digits, you you can't go there. You just, you, you can't go there. And Arizona has been very good against number ones as well. I think the, I think only one player has gone over, actually two, Jefferson and Olave hit 98. I was marked for 100, but I'm not going to do you like that. I would never do you like that. So I don't know if, not say I don't know if Cup is the receiver. Jefferson is, I don't know if that connection with the backup um, is that. So that got to give you at least a little bit of trepidation. It's got to give you at least a little bit of worry. I don't know. You know, I'm not sure how it how it wouldn't. So I'm going to get away from that in the backups. And it's Tariq Hill projected for 22 and a half. Justin Jefferson at 20. D-Hop, 19. Stephon Diggs, 19. Catching balls from Case Keenan. That's another perfect short opportunity there for me. Minnesota defense, again, mixed bag. Last four, very strong against the run. Weaker against the pass. However, what are you going to get from Case Keenum? I mean, and part of the lore to the Buffalo attack, I mean, come on, am I going to have to sell you how important Josh Allen is? That it's not just the arm, it's the threat of the run, and then the one plus one equals three. While he threatens the run, you bring in, right, he gets a collapse on him, he pulls back, goes over. He's very, very tough to defend. There is a world of difference, orders of magnitude between Josh Allen and Case Keenum that I'm going to, this is me pushing up against the system. So I'm off the bills. I'm not touching the bills. I'm not recommending the bills. And if Keenan and or Diggs end up really expensive, expect me to short the bills. You know, we know it can go south on any given day, right? That's not, I'm not sure I'm not going to, I'm not really going to get pushback on that. As good and consistent has as Diggs has been, I mean, probably the best receiver in the game. He's really only flopped against Baltimore, but it does happen. Tight ends, this one's easy. It's Kelsey, it's Hawkinson, and Ertz, Kelsey with a wide margin on the field at 19.7 with good reason. I do like the Jacksonville defense, but I don't think anyone has an answer for Kelsey. To TJ Hawkinson, who stepped right into a prominent role against a Buffalo defense, again, that's very good, right? So we got to be careful. This is why I try and add all the context with the split stats and stuff, and in, in the advanced stats if I can. Because, right, Buffalo defense, good, right? If you're going to go binary, it's good. They don't allow points and some of the things that ring there. 
but it's kind of the style. They allow, they are the bed, but don't break. Check it out, last four games, they're allowing 365 yards a game, 5.9 yards per play, 39 yards per drive, 3 minutes and 23 seconds per drive. Those are all in the bottom five. 150 rush yards a game, 5.4 yards per rush, allowing 21 completions per game. It's all underneath, though. That's the thing. The Bills won't get beat deep. They play the ton, a ton, ton, ton of zone. So where you could see them catching a bracket and two man on Jefferson looking for the shutdown, I think Hawkinson is the, is the hit here. I think Hawkinson is, is the hit, especially in jock market tight ends generally don't get priced where maybe they should be when they're a main focus of the offense. Hawkinson just went bananas. I could not believe the kind of usage and role that he stepped into. I didn't see it coming, but hey, man, we get another swing at that, right? Grab the axe. We'll get another chance to chop down the tree. So that'll do it for the blue chip section. It, again, it's Mahomes, it's Fields, and it's Tua. For me, it's Barkley, it's Kamara, and ATN. Wide receivers, it's Tariq Hill, and that's pretty much it for the blue chips. So I'm more I'm more bearish on these blue chips, right? So when we start to instill shorting, we're going to start making money both ways in the market. I think that that's going to be the next wave. I'm like, you could see the wheels start to spin already. And then tight ends, it's Kelsey, but it's price dependent. You got to kind of stuff them in. I'd much rather have Hawkinson with price factored, right? With price factored again in a vacuum. I think Kelsey greater than sign Hawkinson. Ertz, I don't know, again, Hurt Murray, Stumbling Murray. I'm just, this one feels like it could be a stinker. Everyone is getting on the Cardinals, which is exactly when I like to get away from them, even though we're sharing that schnazzy red. All right, man. The ball is firmly past the midway point. Let's get it up into the red zone. Penny stock section upcoming, but first, let the big man catch a big breath. All right, here we go. Penny stock section, the second pillar of profit, brought to you by Jock Market. Again, if you're new to this, I know it can be a bit overwhelming. This one we seriously recommend. Go to Twitter, at John Legaza or at Mayo Media Network. Grab these images. We put them out for free, as always. Speaking of which, you know, don't cost you a thing to press that like button, man. Stick your cartoon finger up inside me if you did learn it. I try and beg for it once a section because these things matter more than they should. Enough of that. Let's dive into it. Case Keenum and Justin Fields are the best value if you're buying the projection. Remember, here's our lesson as always. Price does not necessarily equal value just because something's cheap doesn't make it a value. It is tied to expectations of return. Therefore, it's a rate stat. Okay, so Case Keenum coming in at 5K. Yeah, if you think he's getting 20 points and he's coming in at a 250 cost per point, then you go get him. The thing that's more attractive than anything is here also, again, for the audio-only people, it's Salary, cost per point, ownership, and IPO. You know, all the stuff. We're trying to mix all of these games together, bringing you to the fore, right? Tip of the spear here at Mayo Media Net. So, Case Keenum, though I'm not buying the point projection, I think he's a play in DFS because of the 1% ownership, where I would not touch him in jock market because of the 736 IPO. Justin Fields, I'm absolutely buying the 23-point projection at 65 so the cost per point is close. I don't want it. 30 bucks at this point is, is a little bit off, right? You're talking 10%. So I don't want to... I'm not going to skew the numbers to make my own point. But it's still under 300, which is a smash. Ownership at 17, which is reasonably high, I guess, um, relatively high, I should say, for a quarterback. But it's not high enough to get thrown off, right? Be careful. Leverage matters. I'm never going to undersell the importance of leverage in uh, conventional, you know, daily play. However... Man, don't get too sucked into it. You need the best plays, right? Don't let go of the best plays. 
So Fields, like him across the board, 781 IPO even feels a bit slim. Travis ATM, I, again, I like the point projection. My problem is I see these projections and how they're split. And I think that's why I've been so worrisome. I've sounded so tentative on ATN. It's really high in run, rush yards. And I'm worried Kansas City gets ahead and they're not rush yards. So though, <clears throat> here's a tease. Travis ATN's name popped up on the prop plays, right? Based on disparity. I'm a bit worried that his points that I do believe in come from the passing game. So ATN at KC with the 7.1353 cost per point. The 19% ownership is a little high, the $8 IPO. You know, you could see where with the worry that where I could kind of get away from it. Again, IPOs, I like to assume they're going to be a bit higher than these projected. These are right off the site. Again, I try not to manipulate anything. Everything here is transparent and we'll kind of hash it out. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry. From there. Damien Pierce against the Giants, 18-point projection, 6.3, with the lovely 353. Here's a lesson where, about value, though I like Damien Pierce. Alvin Kamara, 21-point projection, 7.4, exactly the same cost per point. But he has got half of the ownership, right? So Pierce, though I like him, I didn't want to knock it. I wanted to get to the end to explain it. Pierce, that the cost per point is phenomenal, the 31% ownership is like, no thank you, but the 638 IPO is really palatable. So I, I, that's the best points that we can make. It's much less about the player than the application. Is Damien Pierce a good play? <clears throat> well, I don't know. What game are we talking about? You know, so I don't think he's a great play in DFS. I do think he's a good jock market play. So I like the 638. Anybody that comes in the underneath that even 666 yeah, um, is a is a good shot because we know he's going to be focused to get the rock. It's not like the Giants create separation with point scoring. So this one could just be like Pierce and Barkley pinballing off each other. But the lesson again to Kamara, though he's more expensive, the cost of points the same when you get half the ownership. So for DFS, I'd rather go with Kamara and find room because the pace is the same. But for the IPO is a dollar forty higher. Now where I generally would not have worried in this past month, and it worries me, is the TJ Watt. I'm not going to look to pay a premium until I see. Right, You just can't ignore how they've been a different team. It's, he's a very good player, but there's also like some spiritual leadership going on. Right, He's the rising tide. Pittsburgh is a lot tougher with Watt in there. We've seen the Saints off its bottom, though I think Kamara has a high PPR floor regardless. You see, you can see where, and then when I start getting money from me, it's just easy to say, man, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. The wide receivers are Cup, Zay Jones, Amari Cooper, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Rondale Moore. Cup, again, I can't touch it. If you're buying straight numbers, the 9K is still value because he's coming in 355 cost per point. 13 ownership, 894 IPO. Too rich for my blood with a backup. Zay Jones, we just I think I've been making money on him in jock market. But you're not going to get paid on Zay Jones in DraftKings or FanDuel. So it's, that's another perfect, he's a perfect example of, if he gets to 12 points at 4.4 salary, 372 cost per point, he's worth it. 11% ownership is a bit too high for Zay Jones because I don't think the probability of that happening is there. But a $3 IPO is a very, is a great discount. You know, again, against the Chiefs defense, they're, it's kind of similar to the Bills in style. They play a ton, a ton of zone and they'll just allow the completions and they'll allow the passing yards opposition quarterbacks have been 99 passer rating against the chiefs last four um two 40 yards per game 
and, and Jacksonville's been weak as well. This one, I get, this one could shoot. You know, so that's where you, you want the chance at it. But 11% ownership kind of speaks to that already. You know, enough people are on that. $3 IPO doesn't represent the same level of ownership that the, you know, 11% does, double digits does. So double digit do. So whatever, there's a last piece of application for it that. So Cup, no thank you. Jay Jones is a jock market play. Cooper, I think we go across the board because he's got the sub 400 cost per point. 10 ownership, 5 IPO. So that's a check, check, check with the 6.5 DK box. So everything, that's a check across the board. Give me Cooper everywhere. Amon Ross, St. Brown, 18.3s is very similar to Cooper. Almost dead on. The salary in DK is $400 more, but you get the extra point projection. So the cost per point, 375 to 377, that's exactly the same. The problem is Amon Ross gets a touch more ownership, which is okay. I could stomach 14 to 10. The beef here is... The IPO, Amon Ra, is super popular in jock market. Expect to have a $9 IPO. Think about that. That's a, another, just as has been like, boom, 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 feather sticking in the cap. If you're into it playing jock market, this is the time to do it. If you haven't played yet, this is the slate to get on it. And for all these reasons why. You're going to get exposure to the best players according to the sharpest people, but they're just not being represented properly per share in IPO, right? These are, that's part of the sharpness that comes with with jock market and also not having to hit a 19 parlay to make money, which is kind of insane because it's very hard to do. It's much easier to buy a share of Zay Jones, have him catch, you know, five balls. You make, you know, 25% on it and just kind of go on with your day. Again, you know, that's what we're into. It's uh, being sustainable in betting is very difficult. You know, I'd love to say, oh, I'm, because I'm good at analysis, like I'm excellent at predicting the outcomes. I'm not. It's not how it works, man. You put yourself in a strong probabilistic scenario in order to succeed but you have to understand you need to give yourself enough wax at the tree for it to fall down in order to do that you need a proper risk plan to keep you know enough money in your pocket to keep losing if you do so just everything that we're doing here again i care about you and i don't want to mislead anybody so if you're going to play there's going to be losing but we can try and mitigate these things and be smart and proper in our approach and that's some of the best feedback i've gotten people just being like wow i can't i can't unsee the things that i'm seeing here so amon ra love him the sun god is the goat probably going to do work against the bears but i'm going to have a hard time getting with him in jock market rondale moore every time i seem to chase him i seem to get smoked but the salary down to 5.2 opens up a pathway if you're buying it. But I have my worries about Murray. Here's another one too. Value lesson incoming. 5.2 salary for Rondale, but a 13-point projection. He has the highest cost per point of every single player that we've mentioned. So if you do subscribe to these projections, ah, Johnny, I like your style. I think you're funny. But I'm going to let the numbers do their own thing. So be it. You should do that if that's how you feel then Rondell Moore is not a value, right? Even if he's low. So there's something to be said for jamming him in. But why wouldn't you go with Jones? Zay Jones is 800 cheaper, the one-point disparity in projection. But you have a much better cost per point, plus the edge in ownership, Moore at 15, Zay Jones at 11. Rondell Moore with a 424 IPO. That's a bit more palatable. Anything under five, because remember, you do get a dollar back on every share in case you're unfamiliar. Again, why I always suggest newbies start with the main slate. So when you see... You know, 424 for Rondell Moore, 267 for upcoming for uh, Foster Moreau. You get $1 back from that. So I like that they make players kind of front those shares. Like you have to have the cash to play the game. But you're going to get a buck back. So $1.67 for Moreau, who plays like every single snap. The Raiders have just been so, so 
disappointing. The Colts' defense has also been pretty good. Um, they're another. They're an extreme, extreme zone play. I think that's top three. They run. Colts have run zone seventy-two percent of the time last four games, allowing right. So what do you get? You get the twenty-five point eight attempts, nineteen completions, hundred and sixty-two pass yards. So, so they've reduced that completion percentage is very high, but they're allowing these really low A dot stuff around the line of scrimmage. So I guess that could work for Moreau. It's just been a mess. Here's the lesson. You can get with that with an IPO of 267 and really feel like there's not much risk for a guy that if he falls into the end zone twice against the Colts, which we're expecting to be completely lost with a new coach that has no experience. I think Jeff Saturday, I think an offensive lineman is one of the better people to step into a disaster, understanding where like the nuke went off, which is at the point of attack. So maybe I'm a bit more bullish to defend the market, but then all of a sudden don't have a quarterback and their star running back is banged up. Like they're, they're in a lot of trouble. And if they do make some mistakes, you're going to get the Raiders in some nice spots. But is it going to be Moreau? I don't know. The problem is in DraftKings, his salary is so much more... Similar, right, to guys like um, Dolcich, I think I'd much rather have because he's just more explosive. We just haven't seen it from a row at all. Like I said, I think the usage, I know the usage was there. I saw it today, just it almost, might, he might be one of those like 100% snap guys. He had 98% of snaps the last four weeks running a route on 86% of dropbacks, which is phenomenal. However, he's only earned 19 targets, you know, 94 routes. So it's not. That's not that great. 1.1 yards per route, 6.1 air yards per target, 7 PPR points per game from a row in that point. So I just feel like you're going to get more of that. With Dulcich, I feel like kind of is a bit more explosive. But you can get with Moreau and IPO. Again, just the last bit of application. So that will do it for the penny stocks. If Fields or any player ends up on both lists, there it goes. So give me Fields, give me ATN, give me Kamara being on both lists. I like Amari Cooper across the board. I'm feeding Amonra in conventional DFS, but I'm going to get um, end jock market. Amari Cooper is my across-the-board play. Sorry, I'm feeding Cooper Cup. I might look to short that. I think with a backup QB, the floor is quite literally zero. And if he's going to cost nine bucks, I think there's a great shot he doesn't finish there. So, all right, that is it for the penny stock section. Please hit the like button if you like any of this stuff. You know, if you thought any of it is cool, if you learned something, any of the... Gosh, all the hat, everything we're bringing, man. It's like I said, it's projections, it's analysis, it's X's and O's, hopefully even a joke or two. Uh, and that will do it. Let's get the ball up into the goal uh, area here, the goal to go. I want to punch this in because I really feel like dancing. I feel like dancing. I want to dance the night away. All right, now that the show is firmly getting off the rails, let it get up into these player props that I got for you. But first, a break. Okay, let's do it. It's our Week 10 Player Props brought to you by Jock Market. Know the lovely ladies and gentlemen at the Mayo Media Night. I was just running disparities. Again, I like to be very clear about this. If you'd like to see my live ticket, I get that, I get that a lot. My live ticket is on Patreon. A lot of times it's very similar, right? So I'm never mislead. These are the greatest disparities from projections to the board. A lot of times I use that. However, I'm very, very clear. These are what's posted. Alt props come out later and later every week. I like alt props. Here's a perfect example. Look at the juice on these. 
Okay, so let's blow through it real fast, and then as we do it, we'll learn our lessons. I got Nick Chubb over 77 and a half. I think he's projected over 100 yards or close to 100 yards. You just, if you're a projections guy, you got to go out again. I got to list them. I'm worried about the game script. I'm, I'm very upfront. But if you're, if this is an exercise, you know he's working out. Then it's ATN also projected for above 90 rushing yards. Again, as much as I like ATN, I'd rather look for one of those like fantasy point props because. He's so dangerous as a dual threat. You hate to be on a star player in a one-sided prop, right, rush or receiving, and have them go off and you not get it, right? That's the stuff we want to avoid. Now, if you're a projection guy or girl, which is fine, then we get into why the odds are the beef here. You haven't projected for close to 100. The prop here is 80.5. You know, well, so we're going to hit it. But... At minus 115 odds, now you need to hit, what, 58% of these things in order to profit. So if you have an even number and you hit half, you're going home a loser. Where if you just take all these players, and again, I have not done this, I do a lot. There's a lot of work incoming, right? I'm going to, I'm splitting, I'm doing all types of stuff. Check it out on Patreon, same handle as Twitter. But again, it's free, I'm not shilling, it's free. I'd like to teach. Take the alt prop. It put a plus in front of these, where now you just need to hit half of them and you could profit. And that's really it. So it's Nick Chubb, again, GOAT, over 77.5. Travis Etienne, over 80.5. He has been smashing that, getting just all of the work. He has been... You know, people dissed on him for the size and stuff, and that'll maybe be a lesson going forward. That was probably just a rookie learning. He's got to learn schemes. He's got to prove his metal. And now this is it. You know, 15 carries in week seven turned to 27 in week eight, turned to 30 in week nine. He has had 109 rushing yards minimum each of the last three. He's super explosive. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he can't go over the 80. I just. Would rather from look from to go over ninety and go for plus one thirty or plus one forty. Those are the bets that I'm waiting for. Then it's Saquon Barkley against the Texans. He's another perfect example. Like the, his line is set at minus at over ninety three and a half at minus one fifteen. I don't know. I guess it seems fair enough. He's a he's a pop for one hundred five. You know, go for the hundred. Take go for the hundred. If he hits it, they're a pop. He's a pop to go for two hundred. Right? Then over, so those are three rushing overs. Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, Saquon Barkley. Again, audio-only listeners, there's a schnazzy graphic up here. Then it's Najee Harris. Er, pump the brakes. This is our first under. i got to stop doing unders. I said to myself, looking around, I, I don't know, the, the Steelers stink. Najee Harris stinks. I, I guess I should take that back. I hate doing that. I'm sorry, Najee. He's hurt. He's got a bad foot. And, like, you think a running back would need his feet. I mean, the rushing totals are, are just terrible. 32 yards against Philly. He had 42 against Tampa. 20 against Buffalo. 49 in New England. 23 at Cincinnati. So he's only going over this. I've got under 42 and a half. And a lot of this is stemming from Tomlin was very clear that it's Najee Harris. It looks... Um, Najee Harris is going to be taking a bit of more of a back seat to Jalen Warren, somebody we've been stashed. I've had stashed all season. I'm excited. He was a big best ball pick for me as well. Huge disparity here, right? So Najee Harris getting to work, 67% of the snaps, 33% of the team rushes the last four games. However, four yards per rush, one and a half yards before contact, 2.5 after, 25% success rate, 12 and a half explosive rush rate, okay? Jalen Warren. 
8.3 yards per rush, 2.8 yards before contact, 5.5 yards per rush after, 50% success rate, 33% explosive rush rate. So with all good reason, it's Warren, we're watching the flipping, so these are a perfect time to go under Harris. I think Harris needs the full load to get to this 42. He's not going to get it. He just He's going to catch some balls, so go under Najee Harris, 42 and a half rushing yards. Then it's Jalen Waddle. He's another good one. I don't know why you pay minus 120 to go over the 69 and a half. Just be patient. Smash the alt prop. I mean, we mentioned it. The zone uh, will be in effect for the Browns. That's all they do. The Dolphins have become experts at cutting up the zone and in particular are using it, having a hyper-focus, I should say, on the top two receivers. So this is Waddle going back four games, 129, 88, 106, and 85. He missed one in Cincinnati before that, 102 and 171. So he's another perfect example why 69.5 is way too low. You can get 80, you'll get 80 at plus 140, you'll get 90 at plus 205, and there's another great lesson before we get out of here. I'm going to earn that like button no matter what I do, man. Give me a five-star review, pretty please, with sugar on top. All right, enough of that nonsense. Sense. Take a bet. R. Okay. I don't care if it's ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. We're all different, but percentages matter. Okay. Don't trust the fugazis that talk in totals. Trust the fat guys that talk in percentages. All right. Whatever your R is, let's say it's ten bucks. Rather than putting ten bucks on a minus one twenty, which is kind of silly, put eight bucks on the minus one twenty. Put point one on the plus over plus eighty. Put point one. You know on. The plus 90. So if it was $100, it's 80, 10, and 10. If it's $10, it's 8, 1, and 1. If it's $1,000, 800, 100, 100. Give yourself the chance with minimal risk to blow up on these bets. Or you just bet 20 instead of the 100. You take 0.2R, right? Which is what I do because I'm such a cheap effer. And just put put 20R on the mid alt, right? So in this case, instead of 70 is the flat one, then it's 80, 90, and 100. You put 0.2 0.2 or 20 bucks on the 90 it's gonna be 205 and you look to profit that way again it just stuff really really matters plan of attack greater than sign everything my dk fd conventional players will tell you contest selection right so this is our version of contact selection with prop play these things work inside jock market as well all these players the overs at least are plays then let's wrap it up with juju smith schuster 63 this one sounds a lot like waddle he's just going over it's a prolific offense i mean give me that stuff i want the strong contextual environment i always feel like if kansas city got up juju had something to do with it and if they get behind he's going to have something to do with it going forward last three games he's going ham he's had five seven and ten catches for a buck 13 124 and 88 all firmly over the 63 and a half and firmly over the old prop so the this one is 63 and a half you'll probably get the old prop at plus 70 or plus 75 i might even like the plus 80 if it has a 200 so i like listen people that's how you do it i'm always beating a dead horse because we do end up with new listeners so hopefully you all pick it up what we're putting down and that will do it wow wowza is there anything like this anywhere i don't think so analysis projections prop play dfs jock market gosh goodness gracious theorem right <laughs> and all and me acting ridiculous like where could you get it man please download the jock market app use the promo code mmn first hundred bucks matters okay that hundred dollars is more than enough 
to do damage. And I think that's why that second section, you know, the penny stock section matters so much. We're laying out players that are at $5 or less. Remember, you get a dollar back, so they're true. it's a four true dollar cost or less. With a possibility for big return, that penny stock sheet has done excellent in jock market. DraftKings, it's anybody's guess because it's a 19 parlay and you need all the ceiling plays. And so if you don't have, if you don't have Joe Mixon, you lose, right? That's not the case in jock market. Joe Mixon eats up the first spot, fine, no doubt. That's fine. That he deserved it, and so do you if you had those shares. But that's where it ends. And again, Jock Market, greater than sign, greater than sign, greater than sign, conventional play, and why I hope in a year or two it will be, you know, the standard and at the four, because I believe these decisions should stand on their own, right? And that's what matters. Enough smart decisions, you should be a winner in 19 parlay play. It's not. Two zeros out, three zeros definitely out. Ugatsa, nada. In Jock Market, not the, not the case. Three, you're going to have half of your plays could be zero, maybe more. You know, you can still make money. And again, just all the lessons, everything. Rate, review, and subscribe. Comment below. Hit me up on Twitter. I really care about you guys. I love I love hearing from the people. I've been making some friends. You know, and that's really what it's all about. People trying to crack into the business. You've got work you want me to look at. I'd be glad to do it. I really, you know, everything I've gotten, I like to kind of take that force, you know, and magnify it and push it back. So, all right, rate, review, and subscribe. Hit the like button, all that gravy stuff. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Enjoy the main slate. I think we're set to make some money here. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on uh, Patreon. The cost CLV model is rocking and rolling. Doing all the things that we do. Me and you. The Cork Stats crew. All right, y'all. I'll catch you on the flip side. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.